Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Team Building Podcast. If the voice sounds somewhat similar, but just a little bit different, it's because it is me, Andy Cuny. I am the success manager for Elite Real Estate Systems and also as well as Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. I'm Jeff Cohn's direct report. Jeff is out on his three-week road trip with his family. So yes, I can always tell when he's putting in some windshield time and traveling to a different state because that's when my phone starts to blow up because he's got plenty of time to start making sure things are happening. Um, that is one of the things that we like to talk about here, obviously, on the Team Building Podcast because guess what? If you build the team the right way, you have the success, you put in the time, you make the right hires, you make all the right decisions, you too can run a real estate team and go on a three-week road trip without having to do anything. So we have a absolutely wonderful guest. I'm really excited to find out and dig deep and find out a little bit more. Um, Bree, why don't you introduce yourself to the, to the audience? All right. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, my name is Bree Stevens. I am with the Lake Life Realty team in the Lakes region of New Hampshire with Keller Williams. And we are a small niche team here in the Lakes region. And we're all young, enthusiastic agents and team members. And that's kind of the difference that we bring to the table in our area. And last year, we wrapped up the year doing just over 36 million in volume, uh, 57 nice. units. So that was great. Our average price point with that was 630,000 for the average at sold price. You just made a lot um, of people really jealous. <laughs> yes. 630,000 average price point. Yes. Yeah. The Lakes region is a beautiful place. And what's nice is we get a big portfolio of types of properties from, okay. you know, $5 million properties on the waterfront to, you know, 30,000 plots of land um, and farm areas. So oh, definitely okay. a lot of different properties. So it's fun to do that in market with that and get to see all different types of properties. Um, right. It, well, it, it doesn't challenge. get No, it's a challenge, but it's exciting. Um, we love what we do and it's definitely, you know, something that we're proud of doing and the product we put out. So I've been doing this now full time four years okay. and two years I started part time, um, as an assistant, um, unlicensed assistant back then. But I grew up before that uh, in the hospitality industry as a manager at a local restaurant and didn't like my hours, didn't like, you know, not being in control of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Even as an assistant, I saw uh, a void in the market that I wanted to bring to the table and mm -hmm. how you need to adapt to the technology changes that are given to agents. And I took that and ran with that and then started the team. Okay. So there is a lot right there that I want to get into. <laughs> Yes. So real quick, you just won an award. What was your award? Uh, 30 Under 30 in 2018 okay. uh, from in Realtor Magazine. And what magazine? Realtor Magazine. Realtor Magazine. What is the 30 Under 30? 30 Under 30 is a group of recognized agents um, who went through a process with judges, multiple rounds, to be recognized for 
what we're doing with either our communities um, in the business and different things that have led us to uh, success at such a young age in the industry. Very cool. So under 30 years old, have your own team. You're doing obviously over 30 million. I think you said 57 units and how much million? 36 million last year. 36 million. So 57 mm -hmm. units, 36 million under the age of 30. And I want to stress that because we have a lot of people out there who are nervous, don't know if they should do it, right? And, and mm -hmm. we know that it can be done. We have uh, another successful under 30 is Logan Boyce, right? He's uh, right. one of our success managers here with Elite Real Estate Systems. 29 and he's already exited the business right and he's wow. CEO model now and he's got 14 agents and you know what i mean all of those types of things so i want to make sure the mm -hmm. people listening are not limited or believe or don't have the limiting belief right that they can't do it because of a certain age and i right. something that kind of struck with me when you were speaking was um i think you kind of glossed over it because you didn't go into too much in the details but you said that you saw the change in technology happening when you were a uh, when you were an unlicensed assistant, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that you were probably an unlicensed assistant for maybe more veteran agent, right? Yes. And and you saw how maybe it was hurting their business and they weren't taking advantage of the technology right. that was out there. Yeah, introducing back then that was when Trulia, Zillow, you know, you had to have an online profile on all of these sites. Mm -hmm. You had to know how to play their game um, yep. and what tools they're putting out there so that your listing comes at the top of the search results on their pages. And how to play that was so important and was changing versus the traditional method that they had been used to and successful doing. But I saw things quickly changing. <laughs> I love it. And, that's, and that is one of, um, well, A, not only seeing it change, which is, you know what I mean, not everybody can see it change, right? So that's mm -hmm. kudos to you. But then B, being willing to take advantage of it, right? and put yourself out there, that right there as well is amazing. Uh, this, uh, the one thing I would like to point out is everybody always talks about, they're like, oh, I do so much work, you know, it's, it's selling real estate, running a team, all these types of things is so much work. Well, what allows you to stay at the forefront of the technology, right, or of the changing market, all of those types of things, is being able to run that CEO model, right? And being able to now have the time to actually go out. Everybody's like, oh, Jeff doesn't do anything now. He works five hours a week. All Jeff does is recruit and meet with people to find out what they're doing best so he can turn around and bring it back to our team, right? right. If he's selling real estate and, and slinging away doing 100 units a year, right, in, in a $200,000 price point, he doesn't have the time, right, to make sure that our team is positioned to do the next thing. And so, and, and see, and so obviously your team has someone who's willing to do that right now and has shown that they're willing to do that. So, so everybody can kind of relate to where you're at. We know the numbers that you're crushing it. Um, you have the great price point. We know your market. Tell us about your team. Okay. First of all, like how many agents do you have? How many admin do you have support staff? And then, um, and then we'll kind of dive into how you created it and the steps along the way. Yep. So there's myself as the lead agent. I have two other team agents uh, that buy and do, do buyers and listings together. And then I have an executive assistant and I have a VA virtual assistant out in the Philippines. And that comprises of our team. Okay. So you have transaction coordinator, you said, uh, right? Nope. No. Nope. Say that Just again. A. Two agents, a TA. VA. V executive so you assistant. Two agents, you, a VA. Was there another person in there? Yep, the VA, the virtual assistant, and then the executive assistant. Exec executive assistant, that's the one I was yes. missing. Okay, and yes. you allow your other two agents to do buy side and list side. Has it always I been did. that way? It was not. Nope. Okay. Going by the model, I had done 12 million in sales on my own once I went into full time. 
and realized I can't show and buyers and show my listings on the same Saturday to all of these clients at that volume. So mm -hmm. that is when I needed to expand the team and not by the model. I made my first hire another agent versus an executive assistant. Right. Um, so that was the leverage that I did get to have. And he would take a lot of the buyers and start that way. Mm -hmm. And then going by the model, not long, not more than six months later, another agent came in. So still no EA <laughs> <laughs> and had the two agents and the three of us. And we did have it buyer listings. I was just listings. And they, and they quickly, my side. Yep. And okay. then we quickly came to realize clients wanted to do both. They wanted to sell and buy and they want to continue working with the person they had the relationship with. Mm -hmm. And also we're staying in the general geographic location of which their agent specializes in. Okay. So there's this big lake around us and we kind of split that off geographically. So we okay. do that as far as the lead distribution goes and they do buy and list. Um, and they keep that relationship with who they've, they've made um, that and continue to do so. Okay, and we found, and you tell me if this is true, well, um, it's a limited sample size, but it's your two agents, right, that you know very well, is, yes. was it, was it, did it help with retention being able to offer them the opportunity to list those homes? Yes, yep, it definitely Perfect. did. Yeah, it, they get, you know, to see two sides of it um, and have that in their schedule and it is about the client relationship most. So to be able to help them out and not just pass them on to someone else was something that we were struggling with doing the buyer specialist listing specialist. Mm -hmm. And that made a big change for us and keeping the clients happy as well. Perfect. Cause then you get repeat clients, you get referral business. That's huge. Yes. Um, yes. So another thing that I want to ask about there when it comes to that is when they're doing both sides like that, I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or agree, but I feel like it's a lot of unused experience and knowledge if they only get to work one side, right? So if they're working the listing, they have a much better idea of how the buy side works, right? Now, because they're on the other yes. side and they get to use that knowledge and, 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 and vice versa. Did you find that? Did exactly. you see that their experience or talent level maybe is, is what I'm looking for grew by being able to do that? Yes, absolutely. And it reminds you when you're on one side or the other, what it was just like on the other side Correct. and how that process is. Because when I switched last year, mostly listings, this year I switched back to both. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me, oh, yeah, like I've kind of forgotten some of this, you know, right. what's going on. And it keeps that together and does help as a strategy on both sides. Very cool. Good. Okay. So now tell me, um, everybody wants to know, we're going to jump into what do you do for lead gen? And then also, what do you pay out for splits? So let's talk about lead gen first. Tell us all your different types of lead gen. Uh, lead gen for us, we are the social media gurus in our area. Okay. Um, we are the local go-tos and that's how they merge together. So what we do on Instagram and mostly Facebook, those two platforms is and Instagram stories, Facebook stories is we have a big following um, and we have consistent content, which is key. Mm -hmm. And we schedule that out and it's a mix of not just for sale sold. It is a mix of useful information about the local area about the real estate market, about the team. So they develop a relationship with us on a personal level. They get to know us. And then we're promoting at the same time businesses. So what we did is we created a business plan and videos with local businesses, mm -hmm. whether they're new or just, you know, a new location, anything. 
anyone who wants to have a video, we would love to share their story and what they offer. And we should do those videos, put them on social media, and it's kind of what we're known for doing now. We're creating that relationship now with the businesses and in turn, having that connection to people for resources that they are in need of, whether it's a local boat marina, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a boutique in the area, a new restaurant, we're the ones that have that relationship and then they come to us and we provide that video content as well to promote them. And in turn, they help promote us. Exactly. Well, then that's that's the amazing. That's an amazing way to gain following or gain traction is to align yourself with other people who already have followers, right? Yes. So you're automatically connected with their people. If it's a restaurant that you know families go to on Friday night when they take the kids out to eat, right? Nope. Oh, yeah. they're aligned with this real estate agent. Now I start following you. Now all of a sudden I'm in your funnel, right? I yes. love the fact that you do. Now I have a question. You said you put out consistent content, which can be time consuming. Who does this content? Is it you doing it? Is it your executive assistant? Do you guys share it? Do you have your VA do it? How does that work? It was me um, up until we hired the executive assistant. And she creates the schedule and puts that out and has the systems and knows what content we want for each day. So okay. certain days, at least, we, we put together, you know, this is the post we want. Thursday is always a throwback Thursday to a okay. local postcard um, in the area, talking about the history. Friday is a feature Friday, flashback Friday. So there's each day has their different thing. And then the rest sold, just listed business videos gets scheduled in. So it's spaced out appropriately, gotcha. um, but also taking advantage of, you know, what days are best, what times are best for certain types of posts. And that's all the executive assistant. Okay. And so now you're doing all the social media stuff with Instagram, Facebook. How are you turning that into lead generation? Well, what we do ask is that each team member is adding at least 30 connections on each of those platforms a week okay. and engaging with them. So the most important part is the engagement back, whether they're commenting, asking a question, following up and watching who those people are that continuously come back and they're reaching out and messaging us through those platforms now, asking us. And what we're doing that we switched to this year is we're not giving away everything, especially if it's a new property coming soon. We won't list the exact address or the exact price point. We want them to reach out. And that's been huge for us to know who in our audience actually is active and at what level of engagement. Um, so for that, that is the lead gen from that point. And then on their personal, we ask that we do a certain number of posts each week on those platforms to show who we are, not just as realtors, but have that in between you know, we're dog lovers, we're wine enthusiasts, whatever our hobbies are, travelers, get yep. them, get to know us and have that on our personal. It's not just all business. Okay. So then when so you have your executive assistant and she is putting out the consistent content and I'm assuming you have meetings with her on a weekly basis and she has like a, yeah. a tentative plan of this is what I do, right? I have it every week, but you will sit down and kind of, I'm assuming you have a meeting with her on a weekly basis, him or her. Yes. Perfect. Yep. Okay. With, with our, we all do a team. We all go over what videos with the businesses are going to be happening, what's scheduled, if anyone has any ideas of people they um, have recently worked with and want to reach out to. She'll make all of those connections and ask each of us on the team who would like to do what. So, you know, it's not just always me in the video. It's the other two agents. Perfect. I love that. that. So, yeah. I love that. Okay. So, well, that does two things. One, it gets everybody involved, right? A, mm -hmm. it gets everybody to buy in. Okay, so they have a vested interest in the success of it. 
Um, two, it also allows them to get outside their comfort zone and they'll start doing those things on their own Facebook page and their own personal pages. Now, the other thing I love that you point out is, yep, you have all this content, but you require them, right, to now utilize the content that you're actually putting out there. And I love the fact, so do, you, do they sit down and they will report how many connections they had each week? Do, yes, they, do you yes. do that? Perfect. And what does that look like, just real quick? Pretty much it's just a Google sheet on sheets on Google off of our email, and they put in one through 30, and whether it was Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and the person's name, and who that connection was. So what I do, I go through, I'm not sitting in front of Google Sheets every day. I'll just screenshot on my phone, you know, mm -hmm. oh, I followed, I connected, and screenshot it. And then on Monday, I come in, see all that I needed, make sure I'm at the 30. If not, reach out, make those connections, and then know that I reached that for that week. So you hold yourself to that same standard of 30 as well? I do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Isn't it so much easier to hold other people accountable if you're doing the same thing yourself? Yes. And you know, it's actually attainable. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, we have similar workloads, but you know that, you know, what you're asking is possible and you're right. not, you know, reaching for the moon. It's something if you can do it, they can too. Yes. And I, and I will say that that was one of the things that helped me transition from just being uh, one of the, the top agents on our team to actually transition to the success manager role on the team was I was doing everything that I was asking the agents to do at a high level already, right? While asking them to do the same things. So it's really, really hard and the excuses start to melt away when somebody comes in and they're doing half as much as you with twice as much time, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and it really, really helped, right? It helped them become honest with what they wanted to accomplish. And I was okay if they didn't want to accomplish as much as I was accomplishing or another agent on the team was accomplishing, right? They didn't need to. They didn't need to have the same goals. But at least now they are starting to be honest with what they wanted to accomplish. And that really, really helped. Okay, so now the next question that everybody's going to want to know about, what are the splits that you uh, pay out and for your team? And is it different based off of a lead that you as the team give them? or something that they generate on their own, or the buy side, the list side, break all that down for us to let us, uh, let us know a little bit about how it works for you guys. Yep, it's pretty much always the same unless it's like an immediate family member or you know the closest of closest family friend. Um, but pretty much whether it's their only generation or from the team, it's the same split, it just differs buyer or seller. So with the buy side, there's a higher split for the agent versus the list side. And reason being, the cost up front is substantially more than buy side. Buyers, a lot of time and consumption on that end. And certain regeneration brings in a cost to that. But what we do on the marketing side, on the listings, is substantial in an expense. Okay. So that's how we differentiate that. So then you have that split. And then because we have the two agents, by pointing, because like one sits here and one sits here, <laughs> uh, we have the two agents. And they get a portion of each other's because we're always helping each other out. So okay. whether it's an inspection, picking up a, you know, a, a, here in New Hampshire, we have radon in the air sometimes. Oh, yes. Radon air tests. So, mm -hmm. you know, picking up that, covering a show here and there to make the schedule work. You know, everyone's compensated for every transaction, regardless of whose it is. So they each get a little piece of the pie um, for what's coming in. And then as they grow in volume, they also are going to reach certain milestones where that split gets heavier and heavier for them. Now, does that so split get heavier and heavier that year? And then does it start back over the following year? Yes, it does. 
Okay. Yep. So and once you be willing to share what those numbers look like, like what the split starts at yes. when it goes to that kind of stuff. Yep. So really it's total volume. So okay. for total volume, we have a, a tiered system from zero to 5 million. Okay. So in that tier, you have a buy and a list and the buy is point. Well, there's, it gets kind of complicated. Sure. You have point, point four five, point oh 0.5, 0.05 for that slice for the other agent. And then the rest goes to the house. So 0.5 to the house. Okay, so and 45% to the agent, 5% to the other partner, right? Yep. And then 50% to the team. Yep, and that is um, for the buy side. Okay. For the list, it's different. Uh, you still have that 0.05 okay. for the other agent, but then the house, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, 0.35, is that right? 0.35 oh, okay. and, and 0.65. Oh no, sorry, 0 0.3, 0 0.05, and 0.65. And who gets the 0.65, the house? The house. Perfect. Yep. And that's because you guys do all the marketing and cover everything up front. Exactly. Yep. Perfect. And then, so that's from zero to 5 million. Those okay. numbers change once you get from five to 10 and okay. 10 to 15. And then there's, and then and how, that's. How much do they go up each tier? How much is the split? 5%, five oh, okay. on your own. So that, that five for the other person yep. stays, that's always that doesn't change or grow. It's right. just your split. So that 0.45 takes from the house, it goes to 0.5 and the house takes 0.45. Same with they're taking 0.3 for the listing. Once they go over, they're increasing 5% to 0.35. Okay. And does it ever cap? Um, yes. Yes. So once they've gotten to 15 million, then that's where they're going to stay. Okay. Perfect. So once they get above 15 million, so whether they do 15 million or 20 million, mm -hmm. they cap. Okay. Yes. Perfect. And then, and so, um, where did you find these two agents? Um, the first hire I was meeting with Keller Williams, we have a coach that's available to us. So the coach and I were meeting for lunch and I was like, how on earth do I find someone who's interested in working with me and what do I need to do? Right. I need help and I need it yesterday. Right. And he was like, Oh, and we're just talking. And all of a sudden this guy who I just finished a deal with walks mm -hmm. in with his little golden retriever puppy and I was petting the puppy. Oh, good to see you. And he was like, well, what about him? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. Where do I start? <laughs> and it ha happened to wait two weeks after I had saw him. We had just done a deal together. It was his first deal that he had ever done. He was with a different brokerage. I waited two weeks to call him, called him and he had just been in a meeting with another brokerage to switch where he was. Uh, so timing. And timing, always. Yes. And he was told me he had 24 hours um, to make a decision because he was going to go with someone else within that time frame. I had no business plan. I had no compensation model. I had absolutely nothing except a cry for help type of uh -huh. scenario. Yep. <laughs> and uh, basically, I just pitched myself as I do to clients and he decided to work with me. <laughs> nice. And then it was imperative to put a contract, put a business model into place. Um, and then quickly after he introduced me to someone I had known, um, who was in, you know, was a dietitian nutrition industry. So mm -hmm. totally unrelated to real estate, but right. a, you know, sweet, talkative, you know, high energy person that he had said, you know, she's looking for you know, something else to do. And I had known her from the restaurant. Um, she had worked at the restaurant that I had been working at as well. 
she came on board and then there were three. That's <laughs> awesome. Desperately needed that EA as should be your first hire. <laughs> and she came along uh, a year later after a year and a half almost later. Now, where did you find your executive assistant? Because there's going to be, everybody's going to lean in really close now. Where did yeah, you find the executive assistant? Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Um, com. Uh, I had multiple, multiple people reach out. It was overwhelming. I knew it was going to be overwhelming. So what I did immediately is templated an email um, so that when they applied, mm -hmm. I would immediately template this email of the steps that they needed to take in order to get an interview. That was a disk assessment test on the Tony Robbins website. Yep. And then I had created on SurveyMonkey questionnaires um, and open-ended questions for them to reach out to. And I spent time online just searching what types of interview questions there were. So I had that already really up front. Mm -hmm. And that immediately wiped out half of the people who had interest. They weren't serious, weren't looking to do the work in order to apply. So from there, I assessed people who did fill out all that information, asked half of them to come in for an interview and do that interview with me. And once I did, I did that one-on-one -on -one myself and had the second interview process with my two team agents to make sure that nice. they had that connection and you got from their interview what I had gotten. And then we ranked the final three and made that higher. <laughs> you chose the winner. Yes, we did. That's yep. right. She just had her year anniversary with us. Oh, very cool. Yep. Um, very Monday. cool. I love I love that you just brought up Indeed. We actually just two weeks ago on our um, on our Thursday coaching call that we have with our team building clients, mm -hmm. we just had one of our um, one of our success managers, they are really heavy into recruiting with Indeed. They went from six agents to twenty five agents in 18 months strictly wow. using indeed and yep. she went through everything they do from literally creating the ad all the way through the interview process and yeah, it was really really interesting we're actually going to be start implementing that here because we're doing a, a big recruiting push on our team as well so it was really cool i love i love the fact that people are utilizing those types of things yes yep. the only issue is is that a lot of people are going to be out there listening to you right now saying oh my god yeah i've heard of other people having success i should do that and then nothing will happen, right? <laughs> yeah, so sure. many times you want to be able to have somebody to do that kind of stuff for you. But nope, I completely understand. So this is really, really cool. So tell me, what is, uh, do you have a CRM? We haven't talked much about technology, except for the uh, online social media. Do you guys have a yes, CRM? Yes. And if so, what is yep. it? We use Follow Up Boss. Okay, Follow Up Boss. How yep. long have you had it? We haven't had it that long. It's maybe been almost six months. We switched. Okay. Um, we were using what's called Brevity yep. for a while. Um, we still use Brevity on a transactional management basis okay. um, as far as, um, you know, lead routing, what happens per each step of the transaction, that's still Brevity. But the CRM, we changed our website and integrated that into also our Facebook. And that was through Curator. Okay. And so Curator was our platform and that introduced us to follow-up us. Okay. And do you guys do any online lead gen other than I mean, your Instagram? And I know you guys are following up with that and then having those leads entered in. Are you guys doing any sort of lead gen other than that? Um, we do Zillow. We still touch with Zillow. Um, we've changed our strategy a little bit, how Zillow has changed as well, um, and where those money marketing dollars are going. Um, but we still do get things from there. But really, you know, the other platforms is referrals from class mm -hmm. clients, um, yep. those sales, and I would say word of mouth, people going around because of the social media. Um, and we involve ourselves heavily in networking. So when we set up the business plan with the team, mm -hmm. we decided what 
boards what committees we were going to be a part of and separate ourselves out and divide and conquer yeah so each agent had to you know choose what they were going to do and i chose the home builder association um, and the parade of homes is a huge event in our area so i'm on that um as a chair and then example our other agent she joined the new hampshire boat museum committee and is a board of trustee and the other is in the economic development and business platform and you know we keep adding to that list i'm a planning board member with the town and through those relationships it's it's important to make those connections and you know see how you can help very cool okay so one question and i know i forgot to ask i was looking at my list here to make sure i get everything in i wanted to check of the uh, 57 units you guys did last year how did that break down how many were you and how many were each agent i'm trying to remember last year i couldn't tell you to be spot on i'll tell you this year i'm looking to do 12 units so six by six list okay. um as sold and then the other team agents are looking to double that so they're going to be listing 12 selling 12 and same for the other agent now is that each 12 and 12 each so 24 each so 40 mm -hmm. 60 units yep perfect very cool very yep. cool okay well Bree, yeah. i absolutely appreciate you coming on this was a really really interesting conversation i love to hear how um i guess one of my biggest takeaways is i always love hearing about different markets a right and b how you hired the agents first and then got that executive assistant but to me people i, I feel are inside their head too much and feel like they have to follow this roadmap and they miss opportunities that you know what i mean sometimes walk right in front of them and let them pet their dog right before right exactly because they're like nope i gotta follow the plan and mm -hmm. you're keller williams so uh, um gary keller always says right human capital first it doesn't matter if you find talent you figure all the other stuff out right but mm -hmm. do not pass up on talent because that's the, the um uh most scarce resource out there yeah and that's key you, you did that exactly that so i love yep. it i love you yep. you're like, you know what? i'm gonna find the talent i'll figure out ways to make it work after that yep and that was definitely key for us and it's you know we're the small group that's making the biggest impact right now in our area yep. which is huge love it well, and that's the thing too, is sometimes you have a business plan and it's so hard to find because that business plan is so rigid that it's hard to find talent, right? To then fit into that business plan, right? And then you turn away talent because they don't fit into your business plan. And I would much rather, they've heard me say this so many times when I'm on our coaching calls, is you know what, find the talent and then create the position for them, right? Exactly. Absolutely, every single time it's gotta be flexible. It's like your time blocking schedule. That thing has to be flexible for it to work same thing with your business plan right yep. it's always talent it's first. the hardest thing to find it is the talent. it's the hardest thing to find and that's why right people will do everything else first oh i'll do a business plan i'll get my lead gen going i'll get my crm because that's all the stuff they can control and is easy and replicatable they leave the hardest thing but yet the most important thing for last and then that's where they run into problems yes. so i love it brie you were amazing do this because i know after listening to this there's going to be some people who want to reach out to you and say oh my god a i have a referral in new hampshire that i want to send to you because obviously they're going to get well taken care of or i just want to call a mastermind with you for maybe 15 minutes or so mm -hmm. how do people get with you, Bree? Uh, my email is brie spelt like the cheese hopefully you like it brie <laughs> at lakeliferealty.net n-e-t and my website lakeliferealty.net perfect excellent and then of course always everyone who's listening please hop on to uh, iTunes, Stitcher, those platforms. Um, give us five-star rating. Um, if you like hearing interviews like you just heard with Bree, who is a rock star and amazing, 
Um, we'll be definitely following her in the years to come when she has seven agents and she's starting to take over the entire Northeast. Right? Love I, love, I love the big love smile it. that you have on your face. You're like, yes, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, is <laughs> anybody, have you ever, what's that? I'm all for that. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Anybody else who has any questions or want to reach out or, or uh, check out any of our other previous episodes as long as, as well as this one, always check out um, uh, EliteRealEstateSystems.com. I hope everybody uh, out there listening um, is killing it and having a great second quarter. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Until next week, guys. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.